0: is not choosing between the good and the bad. Anybody can do that. You can do that without God. But the high road is choosing between the good and the best, and always choosing the best. Welcome back to the Baptist Friends Podcast with Dr. Clarence Sexton, where we gather around truth, friendship, and road evangelism. Today, Pastor Sexton continues his series on taking the high road. Please plan to be with us for our annual Baptist Friends meeting on April 12th through the 16th. Registration is open now. Please visit baptistfriends.org. And now, here is Pastor Sexton. I'm so thankful that we can talk today, and we have some very important things to talk about. I wonder, how do you get a pioneering spirit in a second and third and fourth generation Christianity? Dr. John Phillips, my dear friend who's now in heaven kicking up gold dust, said, the first generation has convictions. The second generation has beliefs. The third generation has opinions. I don't know how accurate that is with convictions, beliefs, and opinion, but I do know we must have a pioneering spirit in the work of the Lord. Honestly, as we look around, especially the obvious things like buildings that have been built and fundraising that's been done and lots of things like that. People are enjoying the fruits of what others have pioneered and accomplished, but they're not required to have the pioneering spirit. But on the high road, we must continue a pioneering spirit, staying on the cutting edge, being at the tip of the spear. And this is something that not only God blesses and uses, but something that keeps us motivated. It helps eliminate things that shouldn't be in our lives. It helps qualify the things that should be in our lives. But we need a a pioneering spirit. And the people who've gone before us had a pioneering spirit. Even in the Bible example, when we come to the book of Judges, remember the warring campaigns that the children of Israel had to go through, led by uh, Moses and then led by Joshua across the Jordan through the warring campaigns, through the Canaan. And it required faith in God a mighty faith in God, believing God, a recognition of our own helplessness and, and the power of God to get the job done. But then, then we come to the book of Judges, and the Bible says that they lived with the enemy because the same faith that was required to drive out the enemy would have been the faith that made God real to them. And so before long, there was no, there was no separation to the Lord and from the world, the pioneering spirit of God's people had died. And so they have to go through uh, this, this period of judges, these military chieftains that are raised up to deliver the people. Again, someone raised up to deliver the people. Again, someone raised up to deliver the people. And the Christian life is a series of new beginnings, but this pioneering spirit is something that we desperately need. And we find this on the high road. I admire it when I see it. I admire it when it's demonstrated in the lives of people. It is exciting, exhilarating, and encouraging when we witness it in the life of God's people, a pioneering spirit. Then on the high road, we also delight in doing God's will. It's possible to do what God wants, but not delight in doing it. Dr. Frank Sells brought this to my attention. Dr. Sells is one of my spiritual fathers. He's now with the Lord. And he talked about delighting in doing God's will. Obedience is not just obeying the Lord and doing God's will, but delighting in doing God's will. I want my life to be the thing that pleases the Lord, and I want to live in the happiness and joy that the Lord gives. I want to live in this delight. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he'll give thee the desires of thine heart. And so we're delighting in him. You can have a child carry out a simple chore at home, and they actually complete the chore, but they're aggravated having to do it. And that may be a Ill- way to illustrate the fact that so many people are going through the motions in the Lord's work. They're fulfilling responsibilities. They're checking all of the right things, crossing their T's, dotting their I's, but they have no delight, no joy in it. Oh, may God help us to live on the high road, delighting in doing God's will. And then we are to become the Christians God saved us to be. Salvation is a beginning. It's a beginning. Jesus Christ said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. We come to know the Lord and we are saved from the penalty of our sin. The fact is we all owe a sin debt. The wage of sin is death. Christ paid that debt. And when we come to him and God imputes his righteousness to our account, We are justified in his eyes, not as if we'd never sinned, but we have his record. The record of the Lord Jesus Christ is the record that he was never even a sinner. And that's the way God sees us, but that's the beginning. And then there's sanctification, sanctification as God saves us from the power of sin and the the pull upon our lives. He gives us strength. Remember that we have the living God living in us, the life of God in the soul of man. And then someday, thank God, we'll be saved in the very presence of sin. That's glorification. But we are becoming the Christians God saved us to become. I'm not finished, and God is not finished with me. The fact of the matter is, I expect full well that the Lord's going to reveal more of himself to me all along the way. And in this journey that I'm on with God, I'm on mission with the Lord. I'll discover things about him as I faith him and believe him and look to him and trust in him. Is that the way you feel about it? Is God working in your life now? Is he? <laughs> have you done everything you ever wanted to do? I remember one of my dear friends, I loved him so, but he disappointed me. He was nearing a certain birthday, and he said to me, Clarence, I have finished everything I ever wanted to do. And I thought to myself, then why want to live? What's left? Oh, friends, listen. We we've never we've never gotten to the length and breadth and depth and height of the Lord. We're still becoming what God saved us to become. I believe the greatest things God's going to ever let me do are things that lie ahead. And all this composite of things in the past will be something useful that God uses for a foundation to launch into the things he has for me in the future. We're looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And that leads us to believe that on the high road, and this happens to be the 28th thing we've discussed, we press toward the mark. I think the emphasis here for most of us is on the mark, the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. God is the goal; He's the mark. All eyes on Christ. But we're pressing. We're pressing. We're straining. We're working at it. We don't work for salvation, but because of the salvation we have. We serve God because of what he's done for us, and we press we press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, we have forgotten the things which are the past, and we, and we move forward, and we're pressing toward the mark. And think about pressing. I'm thinking about my physical body in, in relationship to this and what we go through as we age. But inside us, there's the living Christ, as I've said earlier. He's in us, and as we yield to him, he enables us to press toward Him, toward what He has for us. And this is what we find on the high road. And then we live a holy life. Uh, We are to be holy because He is holy. Holiness in the Christian life is a part of what we express in pure living, separation to the Lord. And uh, holiness in life, the biblical standards that we have in reality are are the things that come out of this. It's who we are on the inside and we ask God to help us, to enable us. Uh, There's a subject of holiness that needs to be gone back to and addressed, I think, more thoroughly with all of us. But holiness begins in my own life. And if I start talking to other people about being holy, God says, be ye holy. And he's speaking to me, and he's speaking to you. And so instead of talking about all the peripheral things, let's talk more about our desire to please him and to be like him and to live a holy life. On the high road, we also learn to discern, and discernment is something we don't have in many places at many times. Discernment uh, is, is the ability to use the wisdom and the gifts that God gives us to be discerning people, and discernment, we're taught in God's Word, is, I think, more readily there. When we are using it, it increases, it sharpens. As we use it, I hope this is not offensive to you, but I believe that for the most part, pastors are more discerning than other people in God's work because they're having to use this gift of discernment this this work that God gives us to judge things. I don't want to become as they say judgmental, but I do want to be discerning. I want to take the long look and the short look thoroughly in the short look and thoroughly in the long look and may God guide us and help us. To be discerning people. On the high road, we also recognize that we are personally accountable to God. Stop blaming others. Have you blamed someone else recently for your problems? (laughs) Easy to do, isn't it? Or to count our gripes about what we don't like or who we don't like or who's holding us back. But God has designed the Christian life. Truly, God has designed the Christian life so we can live it victoriously just living as unto him, being personally accountable to God. And isn't it amazing that God has told us that every man should give an account of himself to the Lord? We all, you do, I do, all of us have an inevitable meeting with God, not to determine our salvation, but to determine what we've done with the salvation God's given us. Imagine I had some monetary amount, and it was mine. I could say, I have this much money. That's not nearly as important as what I'm going to do with it. And so God has given us himself. He's gifted his son to us. Our gift to him is what God gives him when we come to Christ. Read the high priestly prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ in John chapter 17, and you see again and again and again and again and again and again and again, God speaks about the gift that he gives to God the Son, God the Father to God the Son. This is this new covenant that all who come to God by faith, the Son, the Father will give him. But then Our gift to Him, our personal gift to Him, is a gift of ourselves. We give ourselves to the Lord because we're accountable to Him. We yield to Him. We surrender to Him. We allow Him to work through us. I hope you're encouraged to know that you have the victory already in Christ, and we move from victory to victory. And in a moment, in just a moment, any moment, we have access to God because the access has already been established. He ever lived to make intercession for us. The man Christ Jesus is the only mediator between God and man. And this is already established. In the days to come, I plan to speak to you about the things God gives us when he gives us salvation. And this access to God is one of the primary things we need to concentrate on that God has given us. And because of that, we're accountable to God. Even when the founding fathers of America recognized these things that we have as inalienable rights or unalienable rights, They were gifted to us by God. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's something the government doesn't give us. Some political movement doesn't give us. God gives us life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And this liberty is individual soul liberty. This is what we have that God gives us, and we're accountable to God for it. And so may God help us. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Baptist Friends Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. And join us next time as we continue to gather around truth, friendship, and road evangelism.